The Korean Football Club podcast is kindly sponsored by The Lodge Hotel, famous for food, functions and fantastic value. Hello, once again, welcome to the Korean FC podcast. Uh, another another week, uh, I think they seem to get very, very quickly as, as you tend to get older, so... That's uh, that's my excuse anyway. So before we start, once again, a massive thank you to our generous sponsors, Korean's Lodge Hotel, uh, situated in Korean Town Centre there. And just one of the, the, the many offers that they have is two courses for only £19.50 per person at Elliott's Bistro. So um, if you're looking to go for a, an evening meal or a, a night out or whatever it may be, why not check out Elliot's Bistro, two courses for 1950, all your bistro favourites and a choice of starter or dessert with a main course. So check out the Lodge Hotel for all the further details on that. So without further ado, I'll say uh, a good afternoon to uh, our regular co-host, Johnny McNabb. Jonathan, how are we this afternoon? All good, Damien, all good. Um, felt like a long week without any football. I was at Balmain and Linfield on Saturday, so... Felt a bit weird going to a match as a as a complete neutral and thought Balmain actually played all right, but if they were playing now they, they still wouldn't have scored and and then they got their two goals and, and went through and obviously I think the Irish Cup draw hasn't been really too exciting for the quarter final, but I think it should set up if all the favourites won for a really, really good semi final. So no, yeah, I felt pretty weird. Um not going out seeing seeing another match on Saturday. So um no I'll kick in the enthusiasm obviously for, for us on, on Saturday. Yeah, just on that game before we, we, we talked to our special guest this afternoon, but I, I couldn't happen but notice David Healy, he, he had a right go at the, the state of the Windsor Park pitch, didn't he? I, well, he walked in and uh, Dave, I, I like David Healy because he just says it how he is. There's no, you know, there's no, he doesn't keep anything close to his chest. What he, whatever he wants to say, he says it. And I think he had a wee go at the fans as well, a small minority of them are. You know what them Phil fans are like if they don't want a game. It's the, it's a crisis down there. I think they were nil nil for about. I think I think they were one nil up for about sixty minutes of the match, but they probably didn't play well. To be, to be perfectly honest, I think a few of their fans were, were wanting goals and a good performance. And and yeah, went on a on a go about the pitch as well. And to be fair, we were pretty high up, but you can see it was it was very very hard to play football on it. And I think it's when they've been laid there. Was it June or July? Um, our special guest would have probably played on it there recently too. So he'll he'll have a better kind of it than us. And and finally, yeah, he had a bit of a. He was asked about the transfer market too, and he said he was happy enough because he got on as number one target. Um, even though he had a snip a few more. So no, it was good. It was good. It was. I think uh, I done the quotes for the for the paper there, and it was like nineteen minutes of audio file. So he spoke at length, but no, it was good. I I'd rather that there. I'd rather somebody just come out and. Just say things like it is rather than uh, PC brigade nowadays, as they call it. So, no, it was good. Um, and to be fair, Jim Irvin spoke well too, and he was more of a bit of a rant about the officials and stuff like that. So, no, yeah, it was it was a very very interesting day. Very good, right? Well, you, you've mentioned our special guest. Well, we'll introduce him now. Uh, I'd like to say a very warm welcome to Korean midfielder Arn Jarvis. Arn, how are we this afternoon? I'm good, Damien. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, yourself and Johnny and. Uh, um, I'm I'm good and <clears throat> just in work here at the moment, so uh, just my lunch break here. Very good, very good. Listen, we we were just mentioning um about David Healy there and Johnny saying he had a go, obviously about the pitch, which was well documented. And then um, 
Johnny was saying he was having a bit of a go with the fans as well, you know, for getting on the players' backs. I'm just thinking, Arn, you know, they don't know how lucky they probably are up there. <laughs> you know, Linfield are just winning machine. They're constantly winning. And yet some of their fans, a section of their fans, never seem happy, do they? <laughs> That's part and parcel of football. Uh, I think, Damien, you have to take the, the good times uh, with the bad. But um, I know we, we went through a, a bad spell there. Um, and it was hard. It was, it was hard on us as players. So first and foremost, we had a, we had a look um, at what, what we could do better. Um, but again, it's, it's part and parcel of football and you just have to, you have to get on with it. You mentioned, obviously, Korean's recent poor run again it's been well documented lost seven games in a row I mean in any level of football or any division or any league or anything when you see seven losses in a row it doesn't make for good reading I'm just wondering within the squad and the camp and everything how how difficult is that and and how did it affect you all as a group of players um, well, it's 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 not easy losing, first and foremost. Um, and we know that. I mean, I, I've been a core in now, I think, uh, maybe I've got to five years, if I'm correct. Um, the first few years, we've, we've had really good uh, good times. Uh, I was lucky enough, um, I joined this season, and then we won the League Cup and things like that. Um, so I was lucky enough to have a, a good couple of years, the first, uh, first couple of years. And then <laughs> this year, yeah, it's been kind of... We've been huffing and puffing at times, um, and we we know ourselves. Uh, it's not good enough. Uh, we we can't you know, make any excuses. There there was a lot of injuries there at one time. Key players in the team, but again, there there's there's boys on there <clears throat> uh, good enough to step up. And we had a we had a tactful responsibility, and we we appreciated the fans were frustrated, and uh, but there's nobody more frustrated than us uh, as players. <laughs> Well, Johnny, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, we all get frustrated. Obviously, like fans and, and, and us that work in the media locally, we all get frustrated when results don't go well. But probably what we tend to forget is that it, it probably affects the players and the management more than anybody because they're the ones that are going to training two, three nights a week and they're playing on a Saturday. And when things aren't going well, it affects them arguably more than anybody else. Yeah, it does you know, Orange the players or Orange the man that obviously signs the players and picks the teams and coaches them. So he's obviously going to feel, you know, probably more let down than anybody else if results don't go away. That the players are the ones that cross the white line. They they've their sort of own self respect sort of thing. They they try and do well for not only for the club but but for themselves. So, no, yeah, hundred percent. As, as fans, we we probably don't see that. We just take the whole emotion out of it, you know. And there's nobody more angry than me coming home after a defeat after a defeat coming down the road. So yeah, look, I think when you when you zoom out of the wider picture, you know, like I was down at training last night. The, the buzz around training seemed to be very very good. The players seemed to get on with each other. Um, you know, the Warren as well. The, the mood seemed really really good. You you wouldn't have thought maybe Corey had been on. You know, maybe only one win their last what seven or eight games. So it's definitely not a case of players giving up the ghost or, or not trying or whatever. It's just obviously look conceding probably sloppy goals and not taking chances and. And just hoping now that between now and the, the hopefully that maybe that we break gap there will get a few boys extra fit, you know, like to Josh, Jamie, Jack, guys like that, and, and get a few boys maybe who are knocks and bruises as well, and be a bit of confidence um, heading into Saturday. Saturday's going to be probably no tougher place to go, let's, let's be perfectly honest. They're, 
the amount of late goals they've scored this year now has been absolutely. I've seen a stat as something like seven goals in injury time or something. They've scored a rescue point. So, um, yeah, they've they've never seen a attitude. So fingers crossed that you know we can go there and 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 and, and get a result. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> the the bad run Aaron, that we were talking about obviously ended in Korean's most most recent league game. Uh, that was the win I think over Glenavon recently. Um. What was the mood after the win and, and what effect does that have on the mood around the camp? Because Johnny was saying that he was at training and, and the mood was good. And I suppose it only takes one win, one positive to result to suddenly transform the change room, doesn't it? It does, Damien. Um, the, the mood's always been kind of, we, we always kind of hold high standards of each other. We... And I'm not just saying this now, but I, I've been a Corian a, a good few years. And now, the squad now, um, I would say, is the best best ever, uh, quality-wise. I mean, training week in, week out with the players, um, the, the quality is frightening. Um, so, no, I won. We, we beat Glen Avon there uh, two weeks ago now. So, uh, ho- hopefully, that's a start of, start of something good. And I suppose... It's, you know, it's been talked about as well. And you actually mentioned it a little bit earlier there that, you know, for a good part of this season, Korean have had serious injury problems. You've had influential players through the spine of your team missing. You had Stephen O'Donnell out for long periods, Stephen Lowry out for long periods, Josh Carson, Matthew Shevlin. I mean, those are all critical players within the Korean team. And I suppose it's kind of no coincidence that when you see some of them starting to come back into the team, that you get that win. And as you say, with a little bit more training behind them and a little bit more sharp fitness, there's nothing to say that you can't maybe follow that Glenavon win up with more positive results. Absolutely. Um, you know yourself, you always... The manager always tries to put the the best team in the pitch, and the, the team he he's going to think that's one that, that wins. But even rhyming off them names, Alexis Stephen, um, Matthew, Josh, you know, them boys probably have two two hundred appearances, three hundred appearances each in the Irish league. So, I mean, getting them boys backs, uh, great great for us and great for the morale of the team as well. Um, even Lax last night, he was. He was uh, back training, so it's it's good getting them boys back in it. It gives competition for all our, our all our people. Probably when we were losing, um, we we didn't have that depth in the team, so people were kind of comfortable, uh, within their roles and kind of maybe knew they were going to be playing week in week out because there was nobody else to step under that role. But uh, now there there's a bit more uh competition for places, so it's it's good. You know, it's good for us as players as well because it it pushes us on. You know. Yeah. And it's difficult too because when you are missing like a plethora of what you said are experienced players, the flip side of that from a managerial point of view is that Orn is probably forced to play players earlier than he would have liked to. You know, there's a number of young players at the at the club and he maybe had brought them into the fold with one eye on playing them maybe six months or 12 months down the line. But because of necessity, he was for them forced to play those players maybe earlier than he would have wanted. And that, it was unfair, I suppose, to some of those players and, and ultimately didn't really help either them or the team. 
Um, I think the players that stepped in, uh, the mm. likes of Sen and Devine and things like that, they they done really well. Yeah. Um. So they did, and they train week in, week week out with us. Um. There, there's there's good players, good young players coming through now, and as uh, as I've been at Coleraine for for a number of years now, I I feel sometimes it's my duty to kind of guide them in the right direction. Now I know I'm only 26 myself, uh, and I feel actually old well, saying that. You're talking some, like an old man. <laughs> so some people actually forget my age. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's it's good for me to help them uh, learn the things I've learned at my time of Coleraine, um, and, and guide them the the what they what they can do better as well. You know. It's strange you say 26 because it does seem like you've been around for longer and, and you maybe seem older than what you are. That's maybe, I, I don't know. Is that, that a com- is that a compliment? David? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. But, uh, you know, you've been, I think you signed in, in 2019, I think 131 games. Um, I mean, how, how, how you sort of, I suppose, hinted at it there, but I mean, how has things changed in, in those years? I mean, there has been a lot of changes, both, I suppose, Personnel wise, but also uh, infrastructure wise, away from the the playing side of the club, a lot of things have changed. Aren? Uh it has. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, but in the good way. Yeah. Uh, when I first signed, Corrine was uh, they were part time, um, and things were good. You know, uh, people turned up, enjoyed it. Um, but over the years, uh, how the club has progressed is. It's fantastic to see, um, you know, with, with the talk of going full time. I know it's been uh, well documented in the papers and things like that. Um, but it's it's great to see. It's great for a club, and I, I'm delighted. Um, and hopefully, uh, the investment goes ahead, and we, we all get word because as players, we we don't really know what's happening yet. Um, but obviously, it's confidential. Um, rightly so with, with the club and investment and but uh, I do hope things uh, move in the right direction the, the club uh, does the best what's what's for them um is it difficult playing against that background of what you might call uncertainty that nothing official has been confirmed from the club in terms of what way the investment is or what's happening um as individuals and, and as footballers, is it hard to play against that backdrop of uncertainty, not knowing what's happening? Uh, in a sense, probably. But I mean, you can only control the controllables. <laughs> as mm-hmm. as uh, I got told years ago, you know, so you can only control what you can you can do in the pitch. Um, but again, it's it's no. Uh, you can only do what you can do. So again, as players, I don't, I don't think so. Um, all the all the boys want the are, are doing what's best for the club and want the club to move in the right direction. What's what's best, you know. So, and and like say uh, again, I, I I'm not privy to the, the, the discussions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but all the uh, information that we have is that the club will be going full time, maybe as of next year. <clears throat> is that something then, Aaron? That interest you as a, as a footballer you're you're 26 you're, you're in the prime coming into the prime of your career probably age-wise is, is the full-time model something that's of interest to you um yes as a short answer <laughs> um <laughs> but um again we, we'll have to see at the 
I mean, at a young age, we, we all get on the football, they enjoy it and uh, be the best player you can be. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> if I was ever to retire at this moment in time now and I got the opportunity to, to go full time and I didn't, <laughs> I think it would be a big, big regret of mine. <clears throat> we'll, we'll just leave it at that. I think I think that um, if I got the opportunity, I do think I know I have uh, kind of a job at the end of the day. But I mean, you have to do something you like doing as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll not I'll not beat around the bush. But I, I do think that uh, if the opportunity was there, now I, I don't know what way um, the the club would sit with it. You know because. It's a full time aspect, but I, I think if the opportunity was here, I would always, if I, if I turned it down, I would uh, mm. regret it, man. Well, that's it. You don't want to regret it. <clears throat> I mean, I didn't really want to put you on the spot there. Uh, maybe apologies if I did. Uh, it's just curious in terms of individuals, you know, how 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 the thinking would be. Um, I mean, just on the, the investment uh, takeover, I mean, Johnny, you're always pretty clued in and your ear to the ground and I'm just wondering is there any idea of, of, of what may be happening in the immediate future? Damon, you're, you you must be thinking I'm going to lie to you here but genuinely I don't know I, I read more about it in the Sunday Life every 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 weekend than I do get told anything so um, look I, I genuinely don't know as it goes on truth. I think as I said since this whole thing started, it has to be a deal that's that's the best interest of Korean football club, and these things sort of take time, I suppose. So yeah, look, I think um, <coughs> the safeguard of Korean football club has to has to come first. So um, yeah, look again until I'm told, I I genuinely know very very little about it. Um, but I think just to go back to the Jarvis point, I think if you're asking any 26 year old if they what, become a full time footballer, I think they're. <laughs> I think they're more like say, unless they have a, a lovely, rich hundred thousand pound a year job. Um, I think uh, I think they're probably like only take it. So yeah, oh, yeah, it's exciting times. Um, and yeah, look, I think um, uncertain times too, I suppose as well. It's sort of a weird time. Um, around the club, there seems to be about a thousand and one things going on, and between a toilet block going on, between talking investment players coming, on, it just never. It seems never ending. So. Um. Yeah, it's a very, very uncertain time as as well. And you know, in the day, there's there's guys with, with contracts. I think maybe Aaron might have eighteen months left. I could be wrong. Yeah, he's nodding his head. So I think I've got one right there. So it's just different guys. You know, different guys who could you maybe can only go part time. You have maybe two years left in a contract, for example. So yeah, there's just there's so many different different things they they sort out. So I'll leave that day to people with with bigger brains and yeah <clears throat> but I think it's interesting that you're sort of backing up what Arne said and, and I would be of similar mind as well like if you're 26 years old and you're a footballer and you have an opportunity to go full time I think as Jarvie rightly says if he didn't he may come to regret it later in life and it's an opportunity if it comes around, I think you do have to take and just go with it. I mean, twenty-six. It's it's like, like it's not the the example I look at is Leroy Miller. Like I thought at Balmina, he was probably a decent footballer and a great athlete. But since he's went to learn, he's just turned. There's a full-time football. He's just turning the an absolute machine, an animal. Scores goals, links the play up. You know, Ben Dockery's the exact same. Like even when he now he's at Derry, there's a goal he scored around from the halfway line against Charlotte Rovers. I never thought Ben was blessed with fantastic pace. I knew he was always a fit lad, but 
just the nutrition side of things as well. And you've got more time to prepare, better time to recover, um, strength conditioning work, <laughs> you name it. Um, everything you can have time to look at corners, defending corners. It's just, <laughs> you know, your your time's endless. Orn gets the players for four hours a week. Whereas Lauren get that four hours nearly every day, you know, for, for, for four or five days a week, if not longer. So, yeah, look, those things can only help. Um, It can only help players in terms of individuals as well. Could you imagine Senham training full-time, for example, at his age and how he's developing? So, no, yeah, I think it's I think it'd be, a, it'd be a really good thing. But again, as I always say, and I'm going to sign out a broken record, it, it has to be good for, for Korean Football Club. Uh, I mean, Jarvie, uh, the thought or the prospect of doing that training every day, like Johnny's talking about, and access to nutrition and, and strength and conditioning and everything else. Um, I mean, what, what what do you think that would do for your game, personally speaking? Um, I think that it would it would benefit everyone. Um, I know we actually, uh, as a fellow in the junior, um, it was mentioned there uh, last week. I think yeah. On the, the Facebook page, um, but he, he's 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 fantastic. He really is. Um, he's, you can just tell he's really knowledgeable. He knows what he's doing, and I think he's going to be a real asset to the club, uh, in my opinion. Um, but again, if any if any player goes goes full time, I mean, you're eating the right things. You're you're training two times a day. Um, you you're 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 doing the right things basically now. Whereas now, uh, some players, similar to myself, were kind of getting out of work at five o'clock, got up the road with a sandwich maybe, uh, mm. training, and mm. then you're coming home then. Um, so it's a it's a completely different. Uh, I mean, you physically, mentally, everything. You no, know, uh, it's it's completely different. I think and it'll it'll kick really kick start chlorine in in my opinion. Well, on junior, I think junior Mendes is who we're talking about, and I think he's performance director. I think that was the title. I could be wrong on that, but um, and he's obviously had experience of of, of working in, in big clubs in in Scotland. I think St Mirren was one, and I think Hearts he was at as well. He he's only been in Jarvie a short time, but you're saying already you can see sort of the impact that he's having. I mean, just interested without giving too much away. But what kind of things is he doing? Is it nutrition, or is it strength and conditioning, or is it a general holistic approach to the game? So there's a handful of people they actually train two times a day at the minute. Um, so they, they would train two times on a Tuesday and two times on a Thursday. Um, and Junior takes both both of them uh, sessions, but he, even uh, he, he comes on and takes our you no know, night session as well. But you can just tell with these uh, with with the way he trains and the, the things he'd be doing, it's 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 good and he, he is knowledgeable and he, he knows what he's doing. Um, and I think he'll be great. I bet you would love to be doing that two times a day training, wouldn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, it was at the moment. There, we are part time. Uh, we won't trust people to do their own yeah. uh, gym sessions and things like that. Same as same as any team. Um, and a lot of the boys in our team are, are honest anyway, you know. So people do keep themselves in in good shape, you know. I, I suppose you have to. I mean, there's no point. <sighs> Going a couple of times to training a week, and and maybe they want us on the rest of the on you to do the rest of it. 
and you'd only be cheating yourself, I suppose, and your teammates if you, if you didn't do that. I mean, and you're all there, you're semi-professional as it is, and, and you have a responsibility to the team and, and the, the club to do that. And But I guess when you're 26 and you're fit and you're a footballer, it's it's not exactly a chore to go and do extra stuff, is it, either? I mean, that's something you would probably enjoy uh, as of right. Absolutely not. Hey, at the end of the day, we all we all play football because we enjoy doing it, and that's what that's what our get out is. Um, because we all have jobs and families and our stuff out of sight of football at the end of the day. So it's great. Uh, I'm privileged to be able to uh, play football. You know that standard. Um, in in the league, you know. And just finally, thing on the on the professional part time model, uh, you you're obviously a midfielder and you're in the heart of the the engine room and in games you'll probably notice it. And Johnny made reference to like Leroy Miller. I, I'm just wondering when you guys go to play the likes of Alarn, like who are probably the the, the model of the full time clubs as we speak. Do you? Do you notice a difference on the field or when you're playing, do those differences not matter as such because it's 11 against 11 on a, on a playing field? Or can you see little subtle differences when you're out there? Um, You, you can see differences. I mean, they be working day and day out and tactical mm. things and you know, they know where the space is and where to exploit and where they run to and where to be. Um, Things like that, there's definitely... Uh, Definitely a difference, but I mean, uh, again, this is my opinion. I don't think we're a million miles away um, at the minute. But there is a there is a difference between part time and full time football, of course. But I mean, I think on our on our day, um, we're as good as anybody in the league, uh, quality ways, and I think we're we're more than a match for for any team. Mm. Um, Johnny, I think what Aaron is saying is a hundred percent correct, isn't it? You know, with a full squad there to choose from for for the management on any given day, I think Korean are the match of, of of any of the teams in that league, and and they have shown it, I suppose, time after time in the past, haven't they? That yeah, they're able to compete. Yeah, they, they can. There's absolutely no issues, and I think probably. And then again, sounds excuses, but it's not. I think Limfield have say if it's Patrick out, they can bring in Chris McKee. You know, whereas it's just a squad game. I suppose that they've got probably just that little bit extra in, in certain areas. Same, same with Lauren as well. So, um, no, yeah, of course the cans will be one the Crusaders won this year, one the Glenthorne won this year too. I think we drew at home to Lauren, so there is a big performance in us. The Irish Cup game against Cup there's absolutely nothing in it until until your man sticks one into into the into the top corner. So. Um, yeah, so it's just it's fine margins, I think. Um, and and to be fair, I know it's easy saying this now the last couple of years, but I think the full time teams maybe have kicked on a little bit more, and that's to be expected. Um, obviously with, with the more time and the more investment, and everything else that goes on with it. So, yeah, look, I think um, I think <coughs> we're in a position where they they have to do something. Um, they they try and keep keep tabs with with the big boys. Yeah, you have to do you have to you have to do something or else. You kind of get left behind, I suppose, would be the argument. Um, Arn, you mentioned earlier the Glenavon game, and that was a, a week and a half ago. You you play Clevenville this week. I'm just thinking you had no game, competitive game as such last week because of the Irish Cup, and unfortunately, Korean aren't in it. But there was a game arranged against Lamavari, which Korean did win 2-0. And I suppose as well, you got 
as a group a lot of good training sessions in um looking ahead Cliffville this weekend how how is the mood in the camp heading towards solitude uh the, the mood's good Damien um I mean we we played as you said we played mm. the on a friendly on Friday night so it was good to get uh minutes and legs personally for myself um as well but there, there was a we had a strong team out um we we had uh boys that needed minutes and boys that that's probably going to play this uh Saturday but we know Clubbenville they're a fantastic seed uh Jim has came in and he, he's I mean, he's, he had some critics at the start there, but he's he to be fair, he's 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 really uh, pushed them on, and he's been a breath of fresh air the league. I I I think um, we know how tough it's going to be. I actually watched the game. I, I caught the last thirty minutes of the game there last night. So um, we we know how tough it's going to be, and hopefully we can we're, uh, go up there and get a result because we're actually due one. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you, you, you'll not need reminder of the, no. the result the last time that Korean went to uh, Solitude earlier no, this definitely season not. definitely not what was it 5-0 uh, it was um, I mean when we go up this Saturday we'll we'll park that and keep that in the back of our minds but we're already we're, we're there to do a job at the end of the day and um, uh, fingers crossed we can we can go up and get a result yeah I think Three times the two teams have played this year and I think three times Cliffordville have won. But as Johnny said, when you look back, I mean, obviously the Irish Cup defeat was a hard one to take because it was nil-nil and then Lyndon, I think, got sent off wrongly, probably by most people's uh, views, just before the start of extra time, which again swung the game in their favour and... And then Ronan Hale obviously did what Ronan Hale can do in the in the extra time to win the game three 0 And I suppose maybe not a true reflection of that that game that night, really. I don't think so. Um, I think both send offs were were harsh, and mm. they, both both of them shouldn't have been sent off. Uh, that's my opinion. And yeah. there were, there was nothing on the game really until uh, Ronan uh, hit one and. Flew under the top corner, but again, yeah, they didn't really cut us open that night. And apart from maybe the last two, where we were kind of going for it, but um, I think it'll be uh, in Saturday, I think it'll be a, a tight game, um, and it'll be a tough game, but it's one we're looking forward to. Uh, I mean, we're, we're like in terms of the, the title race, Aaron, because it is shaping up to be a great finish to the season and, and, and Cliffordville are right in the mix there's there like a three horse race effectively Cliftonville Linfield and Larne um, still early days but I mean where who would you fancy or I mean as I say it is maybe too early to, to make a call isn't it but I mean it, one way or another it's going to be a, a, a an exciting climax it is it is um, there's three or four teams up there and I think you said it's too early to call for me. Uh, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even put a name on it. Um, I think they're the, the three or four teams has done fantastically well, and um, but we again we're just concentrating ourselves here. Um, and hopefully we can we can push on now and uh, bring our, our run of results together. Yeah, I mean Johnny. <laughs> 
in many ways, Cliffville will be big favourites on Saturday. That's probably a given because of where they are and their their league run this year. Um, for Korean supporters listening, Johnny, could you make a case for maybe the bandsiders going and, and, and getting something in North Belfast? I think most of the pressure will be on Cliffville. So obviously they know they need to win to keep tabs on, on Lauren and uh, and Linfield. And Lauren, I think, playing Friday night. I think they play Lock Gallows out at home on the Friday night, one of the Friday night games as well. So um they'll be expecting obviously to pick up three points there. So yeah, I think most of the, I think Corian can maybe use that in their favour as well. Um look, Clumville go in full of confidence too. They've got a couple of late results there recently. They've had our number in a lot of the recent big meetings as well. So <laughs> Unfortunately, so yeah, no, I think it's it's one of the ones that there's no reason why why we can't go there and feel like we can get a result. Need to keep it tight. Um, and Orn always says it, and he's right. To be fair, a club of guys that can score goals from absolutely anywhere, Peels and Gornleys and Watsons, <laughs> and even the list goes on. So no, yeah, I think um, keep things tight and try maybe try and hit them and try and hit them on the break with, with Jamie and and all yeah. the guys I got. So no, why not? Yeah. You, you mentioned just earlier in the podcast, uh, Johnny, just about the late goals that Cliffville have scored this year. And it was just, I just got a, a tweet here from Marshall Gillespie. Um, and he has a list of them. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, against Larn, Ronan Hale, 90 plus one. Ben Wilson, 90 plus two against Dungannon. Chris Kern, 90 plus two against Lock Gall. Johnny Addis, 90 plus whatever against Newry. Oren Casey, 90 plus four against Carrick, and Oren Casey, 90 plus five against Glens on Tuesday night. I mean, it's no, it's no fluke. Like, it's no, you know, that's literally an arm. The first, that's a team that's playing until literally the final whistle. So that's no fluke. You don't do that. You don't do that six or seven times just for <laughs> chance. You know, you, you play right until the death. And I think of many points, I, I, I can't even, I don't even count them up in my head, but I think of many points they've gained from, from scoring the last minute there. So, um, results they got, you know, there's there's no there's no like, drawing away the Glentorn, there's there's no shame in that. Um obviously if you can pick up your home points. So no, yeah, that that's no fluke. They they play right until right until the death, obviously. And I think was it an Irish Cup game last year. I think we were one we were, we were two one up and McDonald scored last kick of the game to take and then went the penalty. So I know that was under Paddy, so and all they've they've a they've a good knack for their from from their point of view of of, of scoring last minute. So yeah, one of the things we need to be wary of. Yeah, from a player's point of view, Aaron, when you hear all that, <laughs> if I was a player and <clears throat> the way that Clevenville are playing and, and what they've done this year, as a player, I would be relishing going to solitude on Saturday just to try to burst the bubble. Absolutely. It's a, it's a good habit they have, uh, scorers, scoring them last minute <laughs> winners. <laughs> um, but again, uh, we're, we're, we're looking forward to the game. Um as long as we can concentrate on ourselves, we can. Uh, I think we can get a result up there. And and the players that they have, <clears throat> they have some dangerous, dangerous operators, haven't they? Yeah, they do. They do. There's some fantastic players up there, um, and they've just danger written written all over the pitch. Um, but we know that we we've played them. We've played them uh, numerous times, even last season under Paddy. They, they, they kind of have their core uh, bunch of players still there. Um, so we're well aware of how they play and what way they want to play and things like that, you know. But on the other side, you know, Korean are going there this, this time around and we have Jamie McGonagall back. 
as well. <clears throat> and hopefully Chevy, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit fitter again. So Corey Inner going there with Jimmy McGonagall, who got off the mark against Glenavon. You've got Chevy, hopefully back to a little bit more match sharpness as well. You've got Jack Scott there, uh, another addition in January. Good player, showed up well so far. So you can see, you know, you're going there with a little bit more firepower than arguably maybe you've had in previous meetings this year. And that must instill a degree of confidence among the players and, and the team. Uh, it does. Um, we, I think we have near enough a full full squad back, bar maybe one or two. Um, but uh, we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. We know we, on our day, as I said earlier on, we know we can, <coughs> we're more than a match for any team and we can, we can go there and get a result. And do you suspect that that 5-0 drubbing, shall we say, earlier in the season, will that form part of the Orange team talk, do you think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, again, we, we we just don't forget things to get. Um, <laughs> you, you don't as a player, it's uh, humiliating. <laughs> it, it, it was that night, uh, it was embarrassing morning, I think, but... Again, we, we can only uh, concentrate on what we can do on Saturday. And, and it, uh, it, <laughs> it is, it's it's awful when you're sitting there, sorry, when you're playing, getting beat 5-0. I have to admit, it's not quite easy either sitting in the media part of solitude. When you're in the back of a 5-0 defeat, it can be a pretty low place to be, Johnny. You and I both sat through that and it's it's not fun, is it? Um. Try on the maybe interview or after as well. It can be it can be tough. That's but, right. <laughs> but no, listen, it's it's you know everyone you know Liverpool fans that they're I, I say this all the time is a big respect them. They're I wouldn't say hostile, but they they get it's literally like a siege mentality of them against everybody else, and they play it to their advantage really really well. They, they you know they give them credit. So um yeah, look obviously the press are up and up in their end and and rightly so they're getting behind their team as well. So. Um no 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 complaints with that so no yeah look um yeah we've we've waxed lyrical about about, about Cuffin Ball but I think we just need to concentrate on ourselves and and try and pick up you know a big momentum heading into these obviously playoffs and heading into the final months of the season and you know as well as that you know we need to look at it as well that the players are are playing for the futures as well let's be perfectly honest um so yeah I think whilst really we've nothing to play for so to speak until the playoffs there's players that are are playing probably for, for their careers as well. Mm. Well, you would want to make it into the playoffs. Oh, 100%. You want, you, want, you, want boys, you want boys, you want the team to be informed. You want boys yeah. to click together, you know, with three new players and there's players coming back from injury. Um, we maybe haven't played with, with maybe new signings that we've brought in the summer. Um, You can probably count on one hand about the time, say, Davies played with Chevy or Davies played with Jamie or Jamie's played with Chevy, which is completely madness. Or centre halves, so we've had about a thousand pairs this year. I can tell you, last time we had a settled back four. Um, so big even Jarvis played back four different times as well, hasn't he? Big big orange Jarvis centre half and guy like that. You know, the only position he hasn't played is up front or net. Thing. So nah, yeah. I know Johnny. I know. I know. So no, listen, we that's it's just settled team would be would be nice yeah. <clears throat> even for a couple of weeks. So. Um, no, yeah, the, I think everyone's just been it's been it's been frustrating in, in that sense, I suppose. Yeah, the settled team is a key thing as well because Arn, like every week for months there, it was like, you, like as reporters, we would turn up going, I don't know what team we're going to play today, what formation we're playing, what shape we're playing, and that 
can't be helpful for players either when you're just not sure of your formation or your starting eleven. That has to be hard. It is. Uh, it's 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 difficult when you're uh, when you have that many injuries and you don't mm. know where you're going to be playing or how you're going to be playing. No, it affects everything. It affects uh, what way you're going to go into the game uh, against the opposition as well. Um, so delighted to get kind of near enough everybody everybody back again bar one or two but um, hopefully everybody can stay injury free now moving forward <laughs> and with, with a new strength and conditioning coach junior so he, he might help with that um, no, no Richard and Andre Ritt and things like that you know um, so yeah and we've mentioned the two two of the three January signings obviously Jack Scott midfield and Jamie both done it well and I'm sure, like as a as a, a fellow dairyman, you'd been delighted for Rory Brown getting his first clean sheet as well, because it was a tough baptism for Rory, wasn't it? In his first couple of games, I think he, I think by my reckoning, he conceded eleven goals in his first three or something. Which you know, for a goalkeeper, he must have been thinking to himself, "What am I doing here?" <laughs> I know, I know, it was a tough start for Rory. Um, I travel up with Rory now. Uh, from Derry so I mean he's, he's a great lad and it was just unfortunate the way things panned out at the start but he, he's delighted there I can say he's delighted with his first first clean sheet and hopefully uh, many more uh, they continue with and, and, and knowing footballers as we all do and, and banter in, in the change room and stuff I mean did he ever come in for any good natured slagging and the fact that he had conceded so many in his first couple of games <laughs> Uh, he did. <laughs> I'm not going to leave you much detail, but again, it's it's part and parcel of football. Um, it, it was just unfortunate the way things worked out there in the first first few games. And again, it's not it's not uh, just down to Rory. We had a no. We we have to take responsibilities uh, as a team as a whole. Um, you know, it's a guys in front of them as well that that stops them uh, getting the shots. Opposition getting the the shots. So. Um, I just delighted with his with his clean sheet. I think, <laughs> but that's 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 what football places are like. You know, there's there's no uh, there's no hiding places. They're like, and as you say, but that's it's character building. It's part of the it's part of the, the crack, isn't it? But now that he's got his first clean sheet, at least it maybe feel a, a little bit more part of the whole thing now, and it's something. Not only for him to build on, but also the team as a whole. As you say, it's not just about the goalkeeper. It's about the defence in front of him. And I suppose defending starts from the front. It's a cliche, but it's true, isn't it? And the likes of Jamie and Chevy and whoever else is playing up front, it's the onus is on them to try to sort of pressurise and defend from the front. So it helps those playing behind them, like yourself and the, and the defence. It does, it does, and every time we, like, I was even last season when we played against Roy, I thought it was, I thought it was impressive uh, for Glenavon. <laughs> um, so I, did, I thought, I thought it was, it was really good, and I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper. I think he's a potential to be one of the best uh, in the league. He's, is all attributes. He's, he's tall. He's big. He's strong. He's, he's good with his feet. He's good with his hands, and. Uh, we see that day, day on day out in training, and hopefully he can. Uh, this is start of something, something good, with the view to go uh, full time. I heard him speaking last week and or a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that he was impressed with um, how the how the club's going to 
going to go and hopefully that's, that, that can be good for him and he, he can really kick on and make a good good career at uh, uh, Coleraine. Mm, I mean, the January signings, it's, as a club, it's always good to get fresh faces in, Aaron, isn't it? And every team needs that and it just does probably give everybody just a little bit of a lift at, at the right sort of time, doesn't it? And the three boys coming in in January just helps to lift everybody's moods a little bit. It does. Uh, I mean, the first training session after <laughs> we signed the, the, the three lads. I mean, uh, uh, I think they're they're three fantastic signings. To be fair, um, they've Jamie's obviously been at the club. Um, he was at the club a while before I was. I, I signed. Um, and Jack's been been fantastic. I've been really impressed with him and Rory as well. Um, so, but no, it's good for for us. It gives us a kick up the backside <laughs> as players. Uh, it's it's more competition within the within the squad, and they've really settled on well um, with the team and and the and the team room. Yeah, uh, it's what it goes back to what you said earlier in the podcast about that competition for places, doesn't it? You know, it does. during the the time that a lot of people were out injured, you know, there was people in the in the team or whatever, and there was a I'm not saying there was a complacency, but there wasn't that competition. Whereas with people returning from injury, plus you had three new players, and all of a sudden everybody's on their toes, thinking, "Right, I need to get my act together to stay in this team here." Yep, definitely, um, and, and that's good. It's good for mm. us as players as well, um, and it's good for management. It's good for when they have headaches, um, good headaches. <laughs> a good headache. I don't know if there's such a thing as a good headache, but, <laughs> but no, that's it's probably it's... as close as close as you get to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and and you know, there are I think 13 games, maybe if I'm right, left to play. Korean are currently in sixth position. Uh it's all about that battle for top six and, and getting in that top six. And that battle is really, really intense, Aaron. You've got Korean on 32 in sixth place, and then you've got Lockall, 31, Carrick on 30, Glenavon, 29, and Dungannon, 27. One, two, three, four, five. Five teams vying for that sixth place. Uh, I mean, that's as exciting almost as the the, the battle for the, the title itself, isn't it? It is. It is. And we've ha- we have to relish this. Uh... Mm. Um, competition, or uh, so we'll we'll go and we'll try to put a run together and um try to put as many points on the board as as we can and finish as high as up because as you said um before the split you want to take a bit of momentum Monday under the split if you're if you're lucky enough they they get under that you know and and really you want to be in that top six after the split too because you want to have a bit of a say in the destination of the Gibson Cup too, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. You know, just as players as a group, you just yes, you may not win it, but at least you want to have a right good go and, and determining where it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Johnny, like you, you know, it's it's a great wee battle at, in the mid middle of the table, isn't it? As well, and and Aaron said. The most important thing now for Korean is just to try and get a run of games. You've got the players back. Now you're aiming just for a bit of consistency, get a few positive results, and just consolidate that top six place. Yeah, they're good. I'd rather, I'd rather we were on it, to be honest. I think, uh, speaking of the obvious, obviously, and I think I think it's been a credit to the club that we haven't been involved in a top mm. six battle and shakers. 
I can't even remember. Um, so I think that sort of shows the consistency of probably where we've been. And and yeah, I think there's probably a couple of factors, probably inconsistent results from us. That's let's be perfectly honest, it's called Spade Spade. Whereas if you look at Carrick and Glenavon Lock all they've they've sort of hit patches of form as well to, to catch up on, especially Glenavon. Um, so yeah, look, I, th I think it's imperative that we finish in the top six. I think it's not even worth chatting about not finishing it. That's that's perfect. Mm. Um, the issue I have a say in the title race to you, we want to see. I think, I think, I think we've maybe two or three games at home. I think this, I think maybe the Glens will come down. So you get a couple of good paydays as well, as well. And your challenge, you know, as well as this, you're going to be playing them teams in the playoff anyway. So you'd rather see what they're like, get a bit of confidence heading into them. So now for me, I, I think, um. Try and finish as high up in the table as you can, which is probably going to be sick. I think there's still a good week out between us and the crew. So, um, no, yeah, I think just trying to win as many games as you can and see where it takes you. I think what probably hampered us are more than anything is some of those results against those teams in and around us in terms of losing to like uh, Loch Gall and Granada and Balamina twice. I mean, those defeats really, really hurt, don't they? <laughs> They do. Um, there's no doubt about it. We 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 know we know ourselves. We we probably uh, should have picked up points in them games. Uh, but again, I mean, every every team goes through bad patches, uh, bad spells, and the only way we can put it right now is picking up picking up the points moving forward. Or bad spells over. That's what you're saying. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Everybody else can have theirs now as well. Just finally, uh, before we, we wrap up here, Crusaders, Johnny had mentioned that are now Stephen Baxter, obviously the big news last weekend, uh, coming out with a statement saying that he's stepping down from Crusaders at the end of the season. Were, were you surprised as much as everybody else was? I was surprised. Um, Stephen's he's been at Crusaders a long, long time. Um I know I was surprised. Uh, I wasn't expecting it, uh, but again, it's it's uh, the job for somebody else to um, go down and uh, do well down there. It's Crusaders are a great club, and they always have been. Um, so, be interesting to see who who steps under that role. Mm, any any whispers now? No. Johnny, no. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I mean, Johnny, again, surprised. I suppose as the rest of us were at the news. Yeah, I was heading obviously to the Windsor on Saturday, as I said earlier, and the, the message came through. And you read Andy Stephen, he's been there, what was it 2005? And they were the championship, and he's won the Satanta Cup. Was it three league titles, four Irish Cups, couple of league Cups, County Adam Shields, Europe? You look at how Crusaders, I remember going to the old Crusaders ground, and when you look at it now, it's just completely different. It's It's crazy. And like I say, there there probably should be a statue of that man outside that ground. I think just what he's done for Crusaders is absolutely mental. Um, Darby saying he's twenty six. You know he'd have been seven <laughs> whenever Stephen Baxter took over. So that you know, like I'm twenty nine, so he'd have been there. I'd have been ten when he took over. I'd have still been in primary school. You know, so whenever you put that longevity in, and you know, I know it's a totally, totally, totally different level of football. Obviously, Jurgen Klopp's leaving Liverpool because obviously he's wrecked and stuff, and that, and I get that. And yeah, Baxter's been there for nineteen years, so I think you know to, to be a club for for that length of time is is unbelievable. And at the end of the day, Stephen Baxter's got his Crusaders his best interest at heart, and if he feels he just can't give it as a hundred percent, it's time to go. And his legacy there will be unbelievable. And 
yes, there was a really good rivalry between us two, all the M two teams for maybe two three years, and they pipped us to the league one year as well. So, um, no, I think it'll be a massive, it'll be weird, a bit, a bit like Glenavon too. As you still expect to see Gary Hamilton going mad in the touchline, so, um, it'll be weird the first time you play Crusaders and, and Baxter isn't in the. I think for names, I think obviously the big one. I think everyone's chatting about is it is it Paddy McLaughlin maybe crossing the divide there. I think, I think that'd be the main target. I think he's done well at Cliftonville and those the North Belfast sort of rivalry and stuff like that. I could be totally wrong, um, but I think that one, I think that one probably. I think everyone would probably that like the yeah. Hello, looking from the outside in, it seems that whoever does take over if for example is a Paddy McLaughlin. There's a bit of a rebuild job to go on. Uh, there, 100%. I and, and I always thought that Crusaders' squad was always aging without me. You know, Heatley's not getting any younger, Jordan Owens. No. Um, maybe Johnny Tuffy, Josh Robinson, Billy Joe Burns. They've a lot Paul of Larry. Paul Larry. A lot of guys there, maybe the other side of their 30s. So, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. Um, but at the same time, a manager who wants that job will have full faith in their ability that, that, that they can do that. And, is the same money there? Like I, I, I can't, I can't. You know, <clears throat> could be another issue as well. You know, maybe, maybe just might not have the same finances they did before. Um, but you know, a lot of people have been saying about how Crusaders haven't been challenging me the last couple of years. They still won the last two Irish Cups. I know they're not going to win it this year. They're not doing it hard, but um, even when maybe they weren't challenging as high up in the league, they were still winning trophies, and that's the biggest credit you you can give them. It's a massive, massive, massive shoes they fill. Um, I was just that's my point. Like, they always win trophies, no matter you know. They've Stephen Baxter's always nearly, he's always you know he's nearly always won a trophy or hasn't maybe won maybe three four years. I could be wrong without maybe winning one. So, um, that's the biggest you know credit you you can give them. Yeah, I think Jarvie in a situation like that, it's like <clears throat> it's happened to other clubs. I'm not just saying, but Man United when Fergie left after twenty odd years, you you don't want to be the manager that follows. Fergie or the manager that follows a Stephen Baxter, you'd rather be the one that follows the one that follows, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think whoever comes in, they'll they'll put their own stamp um, mm. on the on the team and on the club anyway. Um, I think Crusaders will uh, they'll they'll appoint someone who's going to come in and do uh maybe a rebuilding job um, and things like that, and they're going to whoever they're going to bring in, I'm assuming they're going to bring them in. Uh, they'd be there for a long time. Uh, they, they put their own stamp on things. So mm-hmm. whoever it may be, um, good good luck to good luck, and I think you no, know, it, it'll be interesting to see who who they appoint. And to be it fair, be a bit. to be fair, right. I think the announcements came at a good time as well, where it gives Crusaders the chance now to evaluate things over the next few months mm-hmm. and say they have somebody lined up, say in the middle of next month, they can maybe. <laughs> Go to a match with maybe a balaclava or something together and just watch things, you know, from from the city. You know what I mean? But it just gives somebody, for example, if they do give somebody lined up, it gives them gives them plenty of time to, to prepare. And but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It's it's it, it did come as a shock, and I asked obviously David Healy as well after the match, and they called him a champion man, a champion person, stuff like that, and a winner and stuff. So I think when you read all the comments from his peers, I think that tells everyone that you know mm. about about how you thought about. Who who would be the longest serving manager in the Irish League then now? Bourne must be up there, is he? Bourne must be up there, but probably at the end does does it break because obviously he's been oh. he for the year, so well, obviously over two spells it must be Orn. I can't think of any you know I, I wouldn't think of anybody else really, to be perfect. Healy's mm. been there quite a long time too, you suppose at the at now, but I think um broken broke or if you add the two spells together, obviously Orn, but I think maybe because I think David Healy might have been there whenever Orn left this summer. So 
But um, I know 19 years at a football club that just people managers barely get nine games, never mind 19 months or 19 years. Sorry, oh, um, that's, no, I, I, that's I, think, I think that I think if that's broken again in my lifetime, I will be stunned. It's a hell of a shift, Arn. The good news is you're 26, you've got another good 10 years playing, hopefully, left in you. I would think. I think so, Damien. Fingers crossed. I'm I'm feeling good at the moment. Um, you know, uh, and, and until that changes, and uh, I'm assuming I'll be playing football. Um, I don't know what my partner will say about that because she says uh, our world revolves around football, and she's probably not far wrong. <laughs> so, um, I mean, she's ah, uh, she's great. We're actually expecting a uh, baby um in August here. So, oh, congratulations! Um, no, we're delighted and uh. Claire, Claire always says that our our world revolves around football. So I mean, I tell you, that's that's not going to change anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Well, congratulations to you and Claire for that. I mean, that's, that's great much, news. Yeah. Like, but like, you probably like you've had injury problems in the past, and you do seem to be in, rel- touch wood relatively injury free at the moment, which is which is great personally for you. Yeah, it is. Um, I actually. Had an injury. The first injury I had, Corian, actually hurt my knee, and I had to get a surgery on it. Um, I think uh, it was a three, four years ago, maybe three years ago. Um, and then I played the League Cup uh, final. It was my first game back. That's right. Um, I, after that injury, actually, our trainer came off ten minutes into the game, and I was going, "Oh no!" That's why we won. That's why we won. And uh, Arn came off after ten minutes. And Owen uh, called me down. I actually only had two or three training sessions um, before, before before that final. And I was going, oh, no, I'm not going to last these 80 minutes. But I ended up going on. And um, th- thankfully, that night we won. But it was I wouldn't change it for a word. I wouldn't. I, I was actually, I was I was laid up in bed for probably two weeks after that. <laughs> but it was worth it. Hey, are you calling yeah. on when Stevie O'Donnell wasn't playing centre midfield anymore? That's why we won. Hell, Stevie, that. But I tell I'm hating. I'm hating. Did you not get man of the match or something very similar that night? I think or something. Uh, possibly. Yeah, great I, game if I remember rightly. I, I, don't, I, I think I think I done I done well that night, and but yeah. I, I I definitely paid for it after that. But again, I haven't had uh, any any injuries in probably the last two two and a half years now. Yeah. Touch wood, so good. um, good. it's good, and I'm feeling good, and long may I continue. I think I remember that knee injury. Was that away at Lauren one night? I it was. Uh, I just. I remember uh, seeing. I, I remember seeing. I remember. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I thought. It, I, I thought it was my ACL. So it was actually. I was thinking the worst. Uh, but thankfully, it wasn't. Like, so I had to go in and get a get a minor operation. Like, it was a kind of short recovery uh, time. But I mean, I probably did rush it just for the fact that it was a League Cup final and I was full of uh, you know adrenaline. They they get back and play it. Um, yeah, but again, it's it, it's it's causing no problems now, and I'm I'm feeling I'm actually feeling as good as I've ever been. To be honest, yeah. um, my, my body feels really good actually. So Very it's good. good, it's good, and hope hopefully it continues. Well, hopefully it does, and hopefully it coincides with the the, the team going on a, a good run. As we said, we 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 would all love to see that the team getting a few results and just building a bit of momentum towards the end of the season. And you know what? Who knows, for as bad as a season as it's been, 
how lovely would it be to end the season, even qualifying for Europe, if, if, if some somehow that happened? You know, given everything that's happened this year, it would be a, a reward for everybody's endeavours, wouldn't it? It would be. I mean, you go through some bad times mm. and you go through some good times and you have to take a, a good with the bad and that's that's life, I suppose. Um so hopefully we can again we can put a run together and we can we can go full steam ahead at it here. Hey, who knows? Johnny, what do you think? You're yeah, a positive guy. 100%. Um yeah, as I said before, qualifying for Europe's like an unofficial trophy, I think, when you think mm. the stage of it, it and and the money. So you get more qualifying for Europe than you, you do one in the big cup if you're putting it that way. So um the Irish Cup's obviously a bonus as well because you qualify for Europe that way. So no, listen, um it would just be nice to get a settled team, win a few games, score a few goals. I was, panicking, you, I was panicking because Jimmy McGonagall on our goal of the month there, it was only goal in the month. I was literally I was sweating <laughs> that there would be a goal. So uh, thankfully, thankfully that man scored the last kick of the game. So I, don't, <laughs> I wonder has there ever been a football club ever that's had a goal of the month that haven't had a goal they haven't been able to do anything uh, it was easy enough so Clement does our goals every month so he went down and done the photo last night so that was a nice wee easy one didn't have to do a poll or anything so that was great uh, it was actually easier that way so for media to, to, to be fair it was a decent goal too Ah, it was listen it was a great you one know. too I think I think Lee Lynch's passing it was really underrated because it was perfectly weighted great one too and how many times have you seen Jamie just run through uh, open his body yeah. up in the bottom corner? So no, listen. Um hopefully winning in the manner that we did. Um we'll help spur the boys on and I think so. Big orange Jarvis is due a goal, hey, so no pressure. He, he must be he must be due a goal, Aaron. Have you scored many of you scored this year? Uh, I've actually I've scored zero this year. It's not like me. Usually I chip on me maybe four or five a season, but <laughs> I, I think I think I'm I'm due a goal now on Saturday, hopefully. Get your, get your money on arm for the first goal scored <laughs> on Saturday. I, I think a goal is, is, is overdue. I think we, we need one on Saturday now. And if you yeah, get man. one, you can just look up to the Johnny in the, in the stand and go, that one's for you, Johnny. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, we would let you go because I know you're at work, Aaron, and you're very kindly agreed to do the podcast during your lunch hour there. So we don't want to take you away from your lunch. Um, So here, listen, thank you very much. Great getting the catch up with you in a chat and delighted that you're 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 enjoying your football and you're in good condition and looking forward to the end of the season so thank you and best of wishes for you and your partner for your um impending baby in the in the summertime thank you very much damon and jonathan for having me on um, no problem and I'll, I'll hopefully in season saturday <laughs> with with a goal yeah, with a goal is right with a goal right good man Arn thank all you alright man thank best you best luck on the rest okay. of the season good for you okay. and thank you to all our listeners we always appreciate everybody and their comments about the podcast as well uh, much appreciate it and just finally thank you to our kind sponsors the Lodge Hotel Korean for their continuing generosity so until next weekend thanks as ever and come on the Bandsiders Bandsiders